Welcome to the podcast. Talkline Network Radio, America's longest-running Jewish broadcast network, the voice of the Jewish community. And now, you're listening to Talkline with Zev Brenner, America's premier Jewish broadcast on the air since 1981. And now, here's your host. He was with us just a couple of weeks ago, and uh, he's from originally from Lebanon, and uh, he wants to be a Jewish, and uh, he ended up masquerading as a Syrian lady, straight from the community, and he was on a couple of weeks ago to discuss why he did and what he did. So um, welcome back, Leo Hawila. Uh, thank you for joining us again. Thank you so much, Zav. Thank you. Good. So what, what has happened since the last time we had you on the air? What's been going on um, in your life? Ever since the last time, I started getting, you know, phone calls from multiple newspapers and magazines and uh, a phone call from the Israeli TV, Khan uh, 11, um, a very amazing guy, very amazing journalist. His name's Roy Kais. He made a little segment about me. He was very supportive. And I just want to differentiate between, you know, what, like, I just want to clarify what people were supportive of. I don't think anybody in the world right now should be supportive of my mistake. I made a really big mistake. I lied. Um, I caused a lot of emotional damage to my wife and to her family and to everybody else in the Syrian community. That I, I admit, I'm not a victim and I'm not playing victim. And I deserve everything I went through because of what I did. But the type of support that I'm getting is support to get a second chance. And what, is the, what does that second chance entail? The second chance is me doing tshuva, me correcting my mistake. Because long before I even met my wife, long before I even knew she, she existed, I, I knew her January, literally this January this year, seven years ago in Lebanon, starting to mid-2014, around mid-2014. That's when I started learning about Judaism. That's, that's when I started falling in love with Judaism and so this whole story started way, way before. And for someone who has lived such a long period of time of his life in love with Torah, in love with Hashem, in love with Judaism, I think I, I, think I do deserve a second chance. I don't, I don't, my, my mistake is really horrible. No. So here's the thing, though, and this is where I got into a discussion, debate mistake, with the editor my, of Ami I, I admit it. No, I, I know you meant, but, he, but here's what I'm, I'm getting. You know, some people say, give you a second chance. Hello, people, that? You're right, can, I can hear you. Okay, can you hear me now? Okay, some people, some people say, you know what? You know, he lied. He lied in such an extensive way. So how do you know he's not going to lie again? If I lie again about anything, I'm, I will be known for the rest of my life as the person who lied and continues to lie. But I don't have anything to lie about anymore. Um, I'm being clean. I'm coming clean about everything. I, I want everybody to know what's going on in my life. I want people to know what's going on because I want people to think for themselves and to see, is this guy lying or this, or this guy is not lying? Meanwhile, meanwhile, on the other hand, on that uh, beautiful news network on Avenue M, uh, I'm not going to mention their name because uh, apparently they love me so much and they're obsessed with writing about me. But I'm just going to say, if you see the comment section on their posts, some people are actually calling me like Chayav Mita. Some people want me dead, 
right? Some people want they say I deserve I deserve to I deserve to be killed for what I did. Fine. If that's what you want, go ahead. Show me show, show me be brave. Be brave and act upon if you think this is your Torah values, act upon it. Come kill me. If that's what you go go to the comment sections on Instagram and see what what they're say, saying about me. Right? But I'm only saying I deserve a second chance because I love Judaism and I love Torah and I want to live Jewish. I wake up in the morning, I open my eyes on my bed, I say Modeani, I wash my hands, I pray. I don't put on tefillin anymore and I can't wait to put on tefillin again. I can't wait to finish a conversion and put on tefillin again. But I, I, don't, I don't know how to live any other way. I, I have a Jewish soul. Right. Way before I met my wife, I've been like this. And people say, oh, this guy converts. And if he marries the, the same girl again and assimilation, what assimilation are you talking about? Who is assimilating to any different culture? I am the guy assimilated into Jewish culture. I am the guy assimilated into Am Yisrael and, Jew, and the Jewish people and to Torah and to Hashem. I, I, I go out. I have no affiliation with Islam or Muslims. I don't like them. I hate Islam. I don't like Muslims. These I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm a guy from South. No, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to you. Go ahead. Came from Leah. Where? Okay, your connection is fading. Okay, Leah Hawil is our guest. As you heard, he is asking for a second chance. Yes. So go ahead. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Okay. We just have to. Okay. Yes. So your connection so, uh, on the internet. Go ahead. Yeah, I want to start going to shul again. I was going to shul. Like, what kind of a liar, right? Like, what am I lying about? What was I lying for? Like, what is what is the purpose? That it, it, The sensationalism being put in the media that, oh, this guy is a Muslim who had bad intentions to hurt the community. I had no bad intentions to hurt anybody. I wanted a Jewish... No, a Jewish the the issue is I not what you... Build a family it was the FBI... The FBI. The FBI checked you out and the NYPD checked you out that you don't have terrorist ties. You're not looking to I have do nothing to hide. I have nothing thing. to hide. When, when the FBI agent came to me, I wasn't scared. I wasn't crying. I, I know legally I didn't do anything wrong. I said, sir, I'm not affiliated with any terrorists. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not a bad, like, I'm not a bad person. I, I wasn't scared of going to jail. I wasn't crying saying, don't take me to jail or anything. All I said to the FBI agent, I said, sir, Where's my wife? I haven't seen her in days and I don't know what's going on with her and I miss her and I want I just want to make sure you're okay. He said we just spoke to your wife before we came here and we don't worry she's doing fine. That's what he told me. So but here I just want to live a Jewish life. Hold, hold on, let me just say what, what people are saying. Not about that. You know, you've been cleared, nobody suspects you of any terrorist mm-hmm. ties. But the question that the people have and this is what Ami magazine and I uh, discuss is that since you lied the whole way, you invented you were a Jew. You said you worked for NSA, the National Security Agency. You told that to, uh, to 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 Sally's father, and you and so they said, how could you be trusted since you've lied so extensively for so long? How can you get back on the right track when perhaps maybe you're, this lying is part of what you do? I'm just telling what people say. Here's the thing: I am not. I'm not. I'm not that I'm not that type of person. Okay, I lied. I made a big lie. People lie in their life. My lie escalated. My lie bloated and became something really big that I couldn't. It, it got out of hand. It got out of control, right? But that doesn't mean it, it, it's only 
pure speculation that this, that this guy's personality is based on lies. They're not my therapist. They're not, they're not, they're not, they're, like, here's, here's what's happening. People on Colleve and people on YouTube are posting and saying, uh, oh, this, this guy is a liar. This guy is, they keep saying lying Muslim Hassan. Because when you create, I know how the media works. When you create such a bloated public opinion with 2,000 comments that this guy is a liar, it, beca- it just becomes a public opinion. It, be- it, becomes the, 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 it becomes the surfacing idea. It, be- it becomes the idea that everybody believes. And this is what's happening. Just because to, to 200 people who don't know anything about my life, who don't really say I'm a liar who's going to continue lying, that does not mean that this is the truth. They're not my therapist. None of these people. I don't know any of these people. Right? Coming clean. I'm literally coming so clean. So let me ask I you have this nothing question. left to hide. I have nothing left to hide, people. I just want to go out convert, and live a Jewish life. I want to go to wake up in the morning, go to shul. I want to keep Shabbat. I want to I want to do kiddush. I want to light Hanukkah candles. I want to I want to live like this. I don't know how to live any other way, and I don't want to live any other way. This is this is this is everything that defines me, Zeb. I don't. But here, so here's else. the question: Have you since you did? I hear that, but here's the question. You certainly did wrong to Sally and her family. They made a wedding. They thought that you were Jewish. Have you spoken to her father? We just had her father on the radio. Have you spoken to her father or to the family and try to make amends and try to say I'm sorry and try to make up for what happened? I did. Certainly, they also uh, suffered a lot. I, I, I did. I spoke to him. I spoke to him and I apologized to him. And when I started telling him I want to convert, he's like, why don't you stay Muslim? Muslims are good people and things like that. I said, no, I don't, I don't want to stay Muslim. I don't. I, I, I'm not, I, I, like, there's, I can't even say that the word I want to stay Muslim is correct within any, any context because I don't even consider myself, I, I, don't, I never considered myself Muslim. For me to stay Muslim, I, I'm a person who has a Jewish soul who wants to convert, period, who wants Yes, I lied. Yes, things got out of control because for a 17-year-old coming from Lebanon, being scared of being rejected by the community, and I got rejected initially, I had no choice in my hand but to lie, and things escalated. You have to understand, I'm a human being. I'm a, I'm a human being. And again, I'm not a victim people because people are going to come out and say, oh, he's still, I'm not playing victim. I made a terrible, terrible mistake. And I don't need any support for my mistake. Never, ever that I lied. Don't say Avram Avino lied. Don't say, don't say that. I made a terrible mistake. Lying is a terrible mistake. But support me getting a second chance. Me doing tshuva. Because this is what Torah is all about. It's about tshuva. It's, a, it's, 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 it's about becoming a better ver- version of yourself. How are you supposed to be or le olam? Or to the nation? Or to, or, or to everybody else if, if you can't do tshuva and if you can't correct your own soul? And I believe I deserve a chance to do tshuva, and I, I want to convert. I want to go to shul, people. I want to put on my talit and tefillin in the morning, and I want to pray. And I want to go learn Torah. I want to go to yeshiva. This is the life I want. I want to be a from Jew. I don't want to, I, I don't want to be a non-religious Jew. I'm not looking for any status or just, you know, just you know, like give, give, give me the conversion paper. I call myself a Jew right now. No, I want to live. I want to practice. I want to learn Torah. For me, why do I like the yeshivish community? Because it's, it's very similar to my approach, right? I like that because it's all about learning. It's, it's deep delving into learning. I want to learn. 
I have so much thirst to learn Torah. Before this whole story broke, I was actually speaking with my Chatan teacher who gave me Chatan classes before my wedding. He was setting me up with a shul on, L and, uh, on Avenue L and 22 to go have a Havruta there. I was actually, I was dedicating time to go to a Havruta. Right? So this, 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 this is my intentions. This is who I am. And people now, who are saying, I'm Chayav Mita and I deserve to die. That's silly, but here's, here's what I'm curious about. You were rejected by the Reform Temple, so you ended up going to Chabad. Why didn't you ask Chabad to convert you? That would make the most sense. Because Why, I, when you got to the close to that the movie? Again, so first, again, for someone who's 70 year, year, years old who just came from Lebanon and got this initial rejection, my perception of how the conversion process works, of it, it, I didn't know anything about it. My understanding of the situation, I didn't have anybody else around me with barely co any contact with Jewish people. I only was in contact with Jewish people when I went to eat by Saba's restaurant in Houston. It's a kosher place. Barely any contact with Jewish people, barely any advising with someone who knows better about the process. I thought to myself, if a reform shul rejected me, of course an Orthodox shul will reject me. So when I went to Chabad in very welcoming, very warm, beautiful community, the first thing that the rabbi asked me is, your mother Jewish? I said, oh my gosh, if I tell him no, I'm, gonna, I'm done. I'm not going to be able to come pray here. I'm not going to be able to come for Shabbat. I'm not be able to do anything. I'd study any Torah. I'm not. So I lied. And then I found myself in the middle of the way. I have a lot of friends. I have a lot of dear ones to my heart. And all my friends right now, a lot, a lot of them are still saying, people who know me, as I've noticed, people who know me personally, not, pe not the 200 people who are commenting, uh, commenting on Yeshiva World uh, blog posts saying he's a pathological liar. People who know me on a deep level, people, people who I ate with, people who I hung out with, people who I studied Torah with. Those people understand how much, understand how much I love, to, like, like, for God, for heaven's sake, for heaven's sake, why would I spend seven years of my life being Jewish? Just, just think, think, like, at this point, it's common sense. I don't know how to be anything else. And people, again, people talk about assimilation. I'm the one assimilated into Judaism, into Jewish culture, and it, I, I love Israel. Look, look, look at what I'm wearing. It's an IDF, IDF shirt. I'm, I'm proud. I am proud. I came from South Lebanon, and I am proud of my love for Judaism, and I am proud of my love for Israel and my dedication to keep this religion. And nothing's going to stop me. Your, now, I understand that you are looking to go to Israel to study. Mm -hmm. You found a rabbi who will convert you and will learn with you in, in Israel? Mm -hmm. Yep, I did. Can you share with our audience who it is, what yeshiva, what the process is going to be like? You must know, is it six months, I would share, a year? I would, I, would share, I would share it, but you know what my fear is? My fear is that the people who don't want me to convert will do anything, anything they can to prevent me from converting. They will reach out to that rabbi and they will haze that rabbi and, and, and prevent me from converting. So what do you think, Zev? Should I say the name or should I not? Well, oh, you raise a legitimate concern. What are you doing now in the interim? Uh, how are you supporting yourself? What are you doing? Because are you working? Give us an idea where you're at. So right, right now, I mean, I applied for unemployment benefits. And I have, because I got fired out of a really prestigious job. I was a software engineer at a company owned by Syrian Jews.
right? This is who I am. I'm an engineer, right? But I got fired, and I'm sitting in Albany in the middle of nowhere. I've been trying to apply for jobs, but it's extremely tough to find jobs. So I've been, I applied unemployment benefits, and I have a few friends who are helping me out. And I started a GoFundMe page to get funding to go to Israel, to pay for yeshiva tuition, to be able to last, to survive in Israel for a year, to pay for the airplane ticket. And I'm still, I still want to get a job in Israel. The visa they're giving me is called an A5 visa, which allows me to stay in Israel for a year and legally work there, which is, which is amazing. So I want to find a job. I, I'm going to be, I'm going to be working remotely, Bezrat Hashem, because it would be the, the best, the best type of work for me while, while being in yeshiva. But I already know a lot. I know halacha inside out. Like I've been learning for seven years for heaven's sake. Right. So my conversion process, I don't know how long it's going to take. I I don't know how long it's going to take, but I I would expect it would take much less than people who start from scratch. Much, much less. And I'm willing to, even even it's going to take more. I don't care. Go ahead. Did you discuss with the rabbi in Israel how long it would take for you to consider? He knows your situation. He knows what you did, what you've been through, what you're going through. he He perfectly knows my situation. He knows, he knows, but um, there's no nothing can be determined, preci- determined precisely as to how long the, the learning process would take for then the conversion to happen, right? So I have to meet with the rabbi one-on-one. He has to test me. He's, he has to see my knowledge on halakha, and I'm up to the challenge. I know, I know halakha, right? And I want to live by halakha, but the process won't take too long. It, 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 will not, it will be a matter of maybe six months, something like that. Because I already know a lot. So I want to spend holidays with people, with people in yeshiva in Israel. I want to go to pray by Kotel. I want to, I, that, my connection and my spiritual connection to Eretz Israel is much deeper. It's, it's, it's much deeper than any connection to any other place in the world. I don't want to convert here in America. Number, well, number one, no bait din will touch my case because they will, they will have to face a lot of controversy, but that, that's besides the point. Even if they, they were to convert me, I don't want to convert here. I want to convert in Israel. To me, it's such it's such a deep spiritual experience to convert in Israel, right? And I, again, I'm a proud supporter of Israel. I use, by the way, the rabbi, the rabbi who was misadrekatin at my wedding, um, I actually had this conversation with him one time because I feel like in the Syrian community or or in the from community in Brooklyn in general, they use the term Zionist or Zionistic as something to inferiorate people who are less religious. That didn't make me feel comfortable, by the way. I, I had an argument with them. I said, how dare you? Like, like how could you refer to use that term? To, to describe to, to describe such such a low level of you know of something, I said being a Zionist is being proud to be Jewish and believing that you you have the right to live in Israel. And I'm a proud Zionist. I declare it to the whole world. I'm a proud Zionist. What, whatever type of Zionism you want to refer to, I think I believe Israel. I believe in Israel, and I believe every Jew should go to Israel. And I believe this is the homeland of the Jewish people. This is this is this is the most holy piece of land in the world. How could I not go and convert there? Well, some the, the only thing that and I said this before is people said, well, you, since you went through this whole charade, and I understand you were seventeen years old, and you were afraid of being rejected, but they say, well, you know, as you as you said, people say you can't be trusted because you have a pattern of lies. I defended you in, in the Ami magazine, but um, um, but there are those that say they even had a body expert who read, who watched the video that you and I did together, and based on that video, they the, the expert concluded 
that you weren't telling the truth. I'm just telling you what was published in the magazine. You saw I'll tell the you interview. what. I'll, t- I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, Seth. So, this body expert spoke about a few things that, like, again, I'm not going to come and judge because I don't know, like, her experience of dealing with other people from different cultures or different backgrounds. And she spoke about universal body language, but there's there are things that she doesn't know about. Like, for instance, for she example, said, I'm bi- for example, she said, oh, he's biting his lips constantly. He's licking his lips constantly. So it must be that he's every time he licks his lips, he's lying. No, no, I've, I'm still biting my lips every day out of stress. I bite my lips so they hurt and burn. That's why I was licking my lips. She's saying he's wearing a Hasidish kippah. So, and he says he's Sephardic. This is not a Hasidish kippah. This is a Syrian. This is this is a black velvet kippah, regular black velvet kippah that is a large size so that I could cover I have less hair in the front and I don't like it so I use it I use it to cover myself it's not a Hasidish kippah oh he's moving his shoulders well did you know that my shoulder hurts me oh he's he's referring to her, to the to, to the girl as the girl and not his wife or with her name so it must be that he's objectifying the, objectifying her objectifying her what kind of nonsense is that I said the girl because number one if I say her name I'm defaming her name, and I don't want to. I don't want to put her name out like Yeshiva World did without caring. They they claim that they care about her. They put her name out. They're they're the first. That's what that's how people know about her name because they put her name out. I'm not gonna go out and see her name. Number one, and even though I still consider her my wife, I'm not. I I wasn't gonna go out and say she's my wife because people are gonna ridicule. They're gonna say your kitabah is revoked. It's invalid. So how are you referring to her as your wife? So what other choice do I have but saying the girl? Like, like I'm running out of vocabulary at this point. So a lot of the things that she's saying is nonsense. Like I literally, I, I pluck my hair. Okay, I was, I, I was, I was sniffing, sniffing all the interviews, past interview. Yes, because I was crying. I was crying. I was, I was, I was emotionally deeply affected, and I cried. And when I cry, I sniff, and I had a little cold. So for God's sake, know some facts before you go out. And write a lopsided article just about just about how this guy is a pathological liar, a sociopath. You're not my therapist. She's not my therapist. She and needs most... to know my baseline. She needs to know my baseline, my regular day-to-day move movements and everything before she could make any conclusion. And I and challenge most... her to meet me in person. And I will go on a on a lie detector. If we have to, we'll do a lie detector te- test live on the radio. Have you Got are most of the people that have responded to the articles or to the reports around the world had they been sympathetic to you or they've been antagonistic? A lot, a lot, a lot of them, a lot of them. And I, I don't want people, dear people, dear, dear Jewish nation, and dear Amharits. No one should be sympathetic to the fact that I lied. I deserve what I'm going through for, for the fact that I lied. I'm not a victim of my own lies. My wife and the people around her are the victims of my lie. But be sympathetic to the fact that I deserve a second chance. I want to do tshuva. I want to become a better person. I should be killed and be ridiculed for the rest of my life. Because I made this one mistake. Like how much do I have to suffer suffer to atone for my mistake? I want to atone for my mistake. I want to pay back for everybody that I hurt. I don't, I don't, I don't deserve sympathy for my lie, but I deserve sympathy for the fact that I have, I deserve a second chance. I want a second chance. We're speaking with Eli, with Aliyah Hawila. He's originally from Lebanon. He married a Syrian young Jewish bride, and it turned out he wasn't Jewish. Now he wants to be Jewish, 
And uh, obviously, there is a lot of discussion and debate that's captivated around the world. I think we had close to 70,000 downloads between the YouTube and the podcast platforms and all the other platforms that picked up the broadcast. A tremendous, tremendous interest in this. When we come back, we continue our conversation. One of the most important Jewish institutions in the world today is TalkLine with Zeb Rana. He is so smart and he is so innovative and he has so many interesting guests. I don't know what Yiddishkeit, I don't know what New York, I don't know what the world would do without Zev. So Zev, Yashikoch, may you go from strength to strength and keep keep informing us and educating us and keep fighting for Jewish values. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You're listening to Talk Line with Zev Brenner, America's premier Jewish broadcast on the air since 1981. And now, here's your host. Listening to Talk Line with Zev Brenner, America's premier Jewish broadcast on the air since 1981. And now, here's your host. Welcome back to the program, Mom. Zev Brenner, we continue our conversation. We're looking at the Lebanese Hassan. Um, Aliyah Hawila, who married a Syrian young Jewish lady, discovered he wasn't Jewish, but as you heard, he really wants to convert to Judaism, wants to move to Israel, and uh, we're continuing our conversation. Okay, we're going to take some of your phone calls. Let's go to Rifki and Borough Park. Rifki and Borough Park, your question or comment? Go ahead, Rifki and Borough Park. Yeah, I'm listening to this program tonight. I've, I've listened before, and um, as far as uh, this gentleman goes, uh, people in education, I'm not a psychologist, but we know that there are brilliant people out there who are lacking socially, something's wrong socially, that they don't fit in. And I think this is the situation with him. But uh, let, let's put this aside. The question I have is with Chabad, I don't understand they put filling on people. They they do. You know how easy it is today with the computer and the internet to check out people. You know how easy. Riffy, it let is? me let me just say because I I know that um, Yosef, the father of the bride, raised that issue. And here's the point, though: Do you expect a rabbi of any shul when somebody walks in and goes to a shear or goes to Dalman to say, "Okay, tell me your name. I'm going to check you out on the internet." nobody's going to really do that. That's impractical. All we asked him was, is your mother Jewish? And when he said yes, and that was, he wasn't going to go in and and check. I mean, and and my question is also with the dating service. Do you know that there are some wonderful shatchadim out there and they do all the, the, the shaduchim on the, on the computer today, but yet there's a human being in back of it. Now, what kind of dating service is this that they just accept anybody? This is pretty scary. You mean to tell me this dating service has a Jewish name, something I met you at Sinai. I saw you at Sinai, right. I saw you at Sinai. I I wish you would bring somebody on from the dating service. I would like to hear how they could use a name like that, and they don't check anyone out. Are they legitimately Jewish? Are any... Good shatchan has human touch that they that they get involved with the couple. 
Yet they do, today, they do everything on the computer and on the Internet. They match people up by computer. Well, so are you saying, Rifki, that every time that you have a shotgun service or and maybe maybe that's that's something to talk about, that they should say we want to see a proof that your mother's Jewish or you come from a Jewish stock? Well, this dating service, certainly if they have a Jewish name, they certainly should have done that. I don't think any, as far as I know, people can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if any organization does that. may not be a bad idea, but just more cumbersome, more paperwork. And I would assume that's true of a shul, true of a Chabad or a dating service. When you have hundreds of people coming in, are you going to stop and check uh, each I, one? I don't know. Shabbatim do that. They do check things out. I'll give you an example. But before I do that, I'd like to know the Syrian community doesn't have a... a a dating service or shatchanim service? I, Just I have no idea. I'm sure they do. They, they're they extensive. They're wonderful. And right. that they also take care of their community. It's so I'm community. sure that dating service, I'm sure they're matchmakers within the Syrian community. I'm sure. Listen, we have a Masora from Avram Avinu who sent the shatchan to find a shidduch for his son. And this is one of the best methods of finding a shidduch. It really is. Sure. I had a situation where a shatran read a shidduch and she didn't know something about this boy that it's regarding to health. And did it. a few hours later, a relative called me. Somehow word got around that I was asking about this person and they told me that there's a health problem here. And then the next thing I know, the Shatrin herself calls me up and she says, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. This is not appropriate shidduch for you. And Rifke, I appreciate you sharing with that. We have other people that want to speak to you our guests. When you're dealing with a human being for a shidduch, things turn out much differently. No, I hear you. I'm a little shocked about this dating service, and I'm definitely shocked with uh, Chabad. I, have, I, I, don't, I don't think you can fault... I, I don't think you can fault any of them. It's hard, but maybe we should implement more. I, I think it happens infrequently, something like this. It's unusual, but uh, if they if, if computerize, if they ask you to show proof, that may be the way of the future. Riffy, thank you for your phone call. That be the way of the future. That's, if anything we get out of this very sad situation, I give this girl a bracha. Hashem should help the Karov. She should get a Richtika Civic and she should be very, very happy. But this should be the way of the future. Anyway, thank you for your phone call. We appreciate that. And I, 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 I might say that I spoke to, and I spoke to the father, you know, when you talk about switch at, at, at weddings, look what happened to Yaakov, the patriarch Jacob. He expected one bride, got a different bride. Okay, let's go to Shalom in Brooklyn. Shalom in Brooklyn, you have a question. Go yes, ahead. Elio, I want to ask you this question. It's a two-part question, very short. Um, first of all, in your previous chapters of life before this, did you hold a solid job? And if you, if you successfully make Aliyah to Israel, and end up that your that your jobs don't work out, or you get you lose a job. What's going to prevent you if you if you're if you're not having a solid income from from breaking down and going back to the to the way you originally lived your life? How can one oh. be sure that you can that you hold secure? Okay, do you have a question? So, regardless, regardless, thank you, Shalom, thank you. Um, regardless of whatever whatever 
stage I am in life financially or career-wise, that's that does not detach me from my love for Judaism and wanting to be Jewish or living a from Jewish life. Um, in terms of Aliyah and others, other things like that, yes, I, I've held a solid job. I've, I've worked before, but most of my time I've been a full-time student in aerospace engineering and computer science at Texas A&M University. So I've been most, most of my life I've been a student. Right. I, I recently started working and I think Bezrat Hashem, I don't I don't believe that Hashem will leave me alone and not let me go out and, you know, use my skills to just bring light into the world. I think Hashem will help me get a job. But in case anything happens in Israel, you know, Hashem helps. I think Hashem helps. Hashem will not leave me alone. And if I have to take a take a job in the United States, I will take a remote job in the United States. But for me, the. Your question is, is a little bit unclear because to go back to your previous way of life, my previous way of life, yes, I was a student, so I'm not going to go back and be a student. And my previous way of life, I've been, I've been Jewish for the past seven years of my life. I've been living Jewish, so nothing's going to change that. But yeah, regardless of my career, I am who I am. My neshama is my neshama, and nothing's going to change that. I thank you for your phone call. Here's an email question. We're going to intersperse emails with some of the callers. Uh, the listener wants to know if you're still legally married or did you get a divorce? Were you married civilly as well as religiously? No. No, we were not married no. civilly, no. So you don't, have to give, you, you don't have to give a divorce because you weren't married civilly? I don't, no. Here, before I get to the next phone call, just a question that I was curious about. You know that the Syrian Jewish community doesn't accept converse since 1935. You know that. So since they don't accept converse, did you, when you went out with Sally, did you think that if you ever were caught that you, and you're going to convert that it wouldn't work because the community doesn't accept converts no matter what? Yes. That's, that was actually the biggest issue. The, the, the biggest thing, one of the biggest things that prevented me from coming out with the truth because I love her. I love her from the bottom of my heart. I really do. And I've dated other girls before. It's not like I just found one girl and yalla, I settled on it because I have intentions against any community or anything. No. I really love her. And I her connected with her on a very, very deep level. And I, I still love her. And I still want to. Regardless, put, put, I know you're going to tell me, oh, but the Takana exists. We'll talk about the Takana in a second. I really love her. And I really want her. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know if she still loves me. I don't know if she still wants me. But I would like, but what I would like to ask people is, don't assume whether she wants me or not. Don't 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 sit down and make assumptions if you don't if you don't speak to her, right? Just leave her alone. <clears throat> I haven't I haven't heard her voice in a month and a half. You have any idea how that makes me feel? You have any idea that I can't sleep at night? I, I miss her. I miss her. She, she's she's part of my life. She's 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 part of what makes me myself. And I was yes, I was scared of I was scared of coming out with the truth because I know if I come out with the truth and say, you know what, I'm not Jewish, but I want to convert. Please let me convert and marry her. They're gonna say no, and I don't want to lose the love of my life because of this. Because of a takana, because uh, uh, here's the thing, the takana, I, I understand that in the past, in 1935, the takana had a very, very good purpose. It had the purpose of, you know, preventing assimilation, preventing Jewish girls from marrying non-Jewish, from marrying Irish and Italian boys. I, I understand that. 
But today, this takana is merely politics. I have, I have a friend of mine from the, he lives in the Syrian community, but he's half Lebanese, half Bakharian. Two days before I left, I got kicked out of the community. He came to me and he was speaking to me. He said, bro, nothing will change the way these people think. He said, at this point, it's just politics. Because if any rabbi, even if the rabbi, a rabbi in the Syrian, a Syrian rabbi believes in, in conversions, in legitimate conversions, and that converts are real Jews and they should marry people who were born to Jewish parents, even if that rabbi believes in it and becomes a Seder Kedoshin of a wedding between a, born, a, a person born Jewish and a convert, he said, this rabbi will be excommunicated from the... No rabbi in this... He, he came to me and told that to me. So at this point, it's well, only politics. Because I don't think it's politics. We're going to be doing a program. Is that this takana has been renewed? And uh, again, it's unusual because most Jewish communities don't have such a takana, don't have such a rule where they don't allow converts under any circumstances. Obviously, we Jews are very embracing of converts. The Syrian community wanted to prevent intermarriage in 1935, and they kept renewing it. Again, we'll discuss it, but that's the way the community operates. So. Even if you were to become a full-fledged Jew and you're looking and you're working on it, you will not be accepted by the Syrian community. That's the fact, and not just Zeb, because it's Zeb, Jew, Zeb, anybody. It's, it, it, it's, it's, not, it's not even they don't accept converts. Suppose I'm married, I'm married to my wife right now. You know, I convert and we marry, we marry or whatever. And we have a child. They won't even do a break milah for a son that comes from me because I'm a convert. They won't even do a break milah. They won't even allow me inside a shul. They won't even, they, I won't get an aliyah. My kids won't be allowed in Syrian schools. I have, I know a story from a very, from a very famous rabbi on, he's a, he's a very public figure, very big public figure. He told me that there was a guy, was it a guy or a girl? It was a guy, there was a, there was a guy married to a non-Jewish girl who still, they, a Syrian boy. He married, he married a non-Jewish girl and they still allowed him to go into their shuls and to get, uh, to get aliyot. They were fine with him being married to a Goya. That's, that's, that's fine by them. Once his wife started converting, she said, you know what? I love Judaism and I want to convert. They prevented him from going to shul anymore. They said, you're not allowed in. I don't, I don't understand what. I'm not sure. I'd have to verify that story because. I can give you the number of the rabbi and and you can speak to him. I I will give you the number of the rabbi. But I I just, I just, something seems here remiss. Okay. Let's take some more phone calls. Let's go to Avram very patiently waiting in Kensington. Avram and Kensington, your questions, your comments. Avram, Avram and Kensington, go ahead. Yes, I uh, actually the question was already answered, but and I understand that there's a forward-looking uh, program tonight, not a uh, retrospective. But I just like to reinforce to the listening audience that if somebody tells you I am a Lubavitcher from a foreign country, double check. And secondly, if someone comes and says I don't want to have a civil marriage. The uh, Masadic Kedushin has all of them on him because he has no assistance from the state. My question I have, uh, uh, Aliyah, how come you didn't get married civilly? I was just curious. Uh, he, now that Avram is raising it, it's a good question. It was actually a mutual decision between me and my wife. Um, it has to do with just, you know, we didn't know fi- financially its implications on us in terms of, you know, filing taxes and things like that. So it's not something that we were prepared for. Well, we told ourselves is let's get married, you know, 
the savage Jewish marriage. And then after that, we were actually planning on getting a civil marriage. It's just like it didn't proceed it. It didn't precede the Jewish marriage. But we were actually planning on getting married civilly. Ivor, thank you for your phone call. How how long were you actually married for? Um, for so we got married October seventeenth. We stayed. We were living together for like two weeks, and then what happened happened, and her father came and took her away. Um. Unlike unlike what the news media outlets is saying is is telling you that oh she ran she was scared she saw his passport and she ran away she was scared for her life and they took her into a safe place my wife was crying because she didn't want my wife didn't want to leave they came in and brought and took her away her father came in and started screaming in front of the door and then he made the rabbits and come take her away until this day I don't I don't I don't I I I I I, I I was going to say, but but you can understand why. I I understand why again, but I'm just I'm correcting the information that came out. I understand why, of course I do. Okay, we're speaking with the Lebanese Hassan. The he's born in Lebanon. He married a Syrian young lady. He's a Leah Hawila, and uh, we're discussing as to he wants to become a Jew, even though as you heard he he went through masquerading as a Jew was caught. Uh, he's he's showing he's saying remorse tonight on the air. He wants to go to Israel to study and finish his conversion process. Are you interested in hosting your own radio show and podcast, or perhaps a TV program? Talkline Network can help you get on the air from one hour weekly to twenty four hours a day. Ideal for ethnic, foreign language, medical, business, and religious broadcasting. We also have full-time radio stations for lease, as well as FM HD channels. For more information, please call 212-769-1925. That's 212-769-1925. Or email zevbrenner at gmail.com. You're listening to Talk Line with Zev Brenner, America's premier Jewish broadcast on the air since 1981. And now, here's your host. You're listening to Talk Line with Zev Brenner, America's premier Jewish broadcast on the air since 1981. And now, here's your host. And we're back. We have a blazing board. People want to speak to our guest. Uh, he's from Lebanon originally. He married a young Syrian young lady. And uh, obviously, uh, when they discovered he wasn't Jewish, they are separated at this moment in time, not really married, both Jewishly and illegally, and uh, we're continuing our conversation, and we'll take some of your emails as well. But let's go to Simon in Manhattan. Simon Jacobson in Manhattan, go ahead. You have a question for our guest. Go ahead. Yes, um, so I'm saying, you know, we we speak about Gerim throughout the Torah. We see Rabbi Akiva was a Ger. Mashiach comes out from Ruth. Ruth. So Gerim are the ones that they're the, you see, Onkelos was a Ger. And I think the Syrian community doesn't have any problem with Gerim. They have a problem with Ashkenazim themselves. They don't, Ashkenazim don't really mingle with this, with the Syrian community. They have a problem with us because we're, they don't consider us fully pledged Jews throughout history for the pogroms and what Jews went through. No, so no, no, that's not, not, that, that's not what it is. I, I've spoken, I know a lot in the Syrian community and it was done in 1935 and we're going to have a program in the next week or two we can focus more Zev, 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 Zev. About let me interject it. okay go ahead Zev, Zev. yes go ahead i was i was i was on a listen i was on a shabbat dinner table with a rabbi from the syrian community and he told me he was speaking 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 to an ashkenazi guy right and that ashkenazi guy was asking him about the meat that he eats 
and he said, oh, like, is it fully kosher? Like, what's the, you know, difference bet you said? Is, is this this meat fully kosher? The Syrian rabbi looked into that Ashkenazi guy and told him, this meat is more kosher than your mother. Listen, so what this guy, what this guy who's Listen, I know, and, and forgive me, but I have more experience with the Syrian community. I've actually grew up in Ocean Parkway. I went to the Syrian shuls, and I know a lot of people in the community. You can show me one person here, one person there. Obviously, they have their own standards as far as kosher food and shrita. Even the matzah is different for pez. That's their customs, their traditions. It, it has nothing to do with, 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 with the meat itself. It was it was just merely the reaction that the rabbi got offended and said, it's more kosher than your mother. And when I spoke to this rabbi, why did you so say this? He said, because Ashkenazim come from Congress. He literally said Ashkenazim come from Congress. I don't bother. First of all. Yeah, but- this, but, um, this is a yeah, personal I don't, I don't experience. Wanna, I, I don't this is, this is, this so is one person said experience. something stupid. So that doesn't make a whole community. It doesn't make a whole community. And he's exactly. That, that, I, that, I you're right. You're right. That, 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 yeah, but also, but also, the whole community I, I, and wrong. But yeah, at I the same time, that, you know. We should, one at a time. Yeah, go ahead, Simon. Yes. The, the Torah says, we should, we should love a It's mid And someone in that situation, he's so determined. And he's so proud where he's coming from. I think we should give him a chance. Even even what happened, you know, you know, they say Tachlishma Balishma. And we have a person over here is really re- reaching out to the, his Jewish brothers and sisters, and he needs our help. And I think we should give him a chance. And he could do so much for the Jewish community. He'll be a mus a musa for all of us, knowing we 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 someone at that level who's giving everything away to become Jewish, and he loves the Jewish people. We should we should have a half this as the Torah says, love your fellow Jews just like you love yourself. And we see all our big dilemma or of Garim okay. going throughout history. How, you know, the Ruth was a Gagieris, David Melech comes out from Ruth. Absolutely. So, Mashiach comes from yeah, so Mashiach Absolutely. comes from Ruth. Correct. So Correct. I think he sh- I think I think he's standing at a very high level and he should talk to become a Ger Kalacha and everything else. And eventually he'll come back when he's fully committed. And I'm sure he'll do phenomenal. And if this girl's met for him, he'll come back to And if not, there'll be others who want to be with him. He should not give up. He should continue doing the right thing. Anyway, thank you. Thank you for your phone call, Simon. We appreciate it. Take care. Okay. Take care. Good luck. Uh, good luck. Okay, let's go to Moshe in Flatbush. Thank you for waiting. Go ahead, Moshe in Flatbush. Yeah, I wanted to tell Ali, as much as he loves the girl, God will find him a different girl out there. Okay, so you're saying he should just move on. He should just move on, yeah. All right. I respect Ali, your you opinion, understand? Moshe, but I don't think it's up to you, or I, I, I don't think it's up to you or up to anybody else. It's only up to the girl. It, yeah, but if if God, if God feels that you should not marry the Spartan, have an opinion that they don't want you to marry him, God has a different girl out there for you. Again, it's All not right, the opinion but, of whichever community. It's the opinion of the Torah, and it's what Hashem wants. And if I'm meant to be with her, I'm meant to be with her. If she's my, if she's my, if she's my bashert, she's my bashert. It's not up to you or up to anybody else in the yeah. world to determine that. Okay. It's Hashem. No, no, no. Okay. And it's Very up well. to her. It's her choice. It's her choice. Okay. It's Here's an email question from choice. Lakewood, with New Jersey. With all due respect. They want to, okay, this caller wants to know, does your, do you still believe that you're married to her? 
I think on a I think on a spiritual level, yes. And I have to quote back the rabbi I, who I told you told me a story about the guy who married a goyam was going to shul. It's the same rabbi. He said that he consulted with big talmidei chachamim, and they told him that because. Because me and her were together, my neshama is glued to her neshama. So at a spiritual level, I am I am married to her. I am. She. I still see her as my wife, even though the, the, even though the ketubah is revoked and you know it's they saying they're saying it's invalid. I still see her as my wife. I love this girl with all my heart. I haven't heard from her in a month and a half, and I want to hear from her. I want to know. I want to know what she's. I want to know what, how she's living. I want to know what she's doing. All I'm all I'm hearing about yes. her is what the is what is what the news media outlet puts out there. I haven't heard. I, I need people need to hear, her. not not from what the media is saying. So yes, Here's she the, is. She me, is the she is she she she's she's the one I love. She's the one I want. And it's not anybody an from Flatbush from or anybody from the world. It's not anybody from the whole world who 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 can tell me don't love this girl anymore. Yeah, that's we'll not, work it out. They're not going to stop me from. That's, I'm fighting the whole world for her. Yossi writes, your guest is now cursing out the Syrian community. How do we know he won't badmouth Judaism or Israel if he's rejected and he develops a discussion? Chas v'shalom. I'm not cursing the Syrian community. Chas v'shalom. There are very big tzaddikim from this community. All I'm criticizing is the takana itself. I'm criticizing the origins of the takana and what, how the, the takana operates. But I'm not cursing the Syrian community. The people in the Syrian community hosted me with love and care. I went, I, I went to Bet Shaul and Maryam. I made friends there. I have people from that shul who still call me and speak to me and say, you're, you're a nice guy. I, chas v'shalom, I'm not saying anything bad. I'm, I'm criticizing the takana. I'm criticizing some of the bad politics. In every single community in the world, there's bad politics. Right? But no, chas v'shalom. Well, work for the, listen, I, 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 I believe that we should be accepting converts. I understand the Syrian community has their takana, their rule. It's work for them. We could argue, but it's up to the Syrian community if they want to change it to change it. It's up I to them. I want to say something else. Um, I want to say have a something lot of else. Sure, I don't want have say, a lot it's, of it's, we have other calls. So yes. it's, one second, one second. It's, it's, it's a very stretched conclusion that because I'm criticizing something wrong in a community, that I'm going to go out and turn against the nature of who I am and who I want to be. It's it's a very stretched conclusion that because I say there's something there's a takana that is wrong in the steering community that that you say oh he's going to become uh, anti-Jewish or anti like like it's ridiculous it, it, it's 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 very ridiculous. Stan in Forest Hills, go ahead. Your question or comment? Go ahead, Stan. You know, this is you know this story's been played out long enough, Seth. To be perfectly honest with you, I think. I think you've given it too much, given this guy too much uh, airtime. Uh, to be perfectly honest, uh, I'm I glad you're the, the producer of the show. Well, no, I mean, you you asked me, and I'm telling you. I okay, mean, I so think I'm, you've so given it. To you. Okay, you know, uh, this guy should basically shut up and he take his medicine and get out of town and keep quiet, and that's the end of it. I think the the damage has been done. The story has been played out. Uh, you, the guy, you know, it, uh, this isn't anything new. Other people have had this situation. I mean, let's just do it, it in a different way. Uh, the congresswoman, uh, the Arab congresswoman who came in, married somebody uh, to get into the country. I'm not saying he did that. But uh, 
People lie about a lot of things when it comes to relationships and so forth to get into this country. So I'm not, you know, I, I can't stand her. And this guy is a, a total loser. I don't know why you're really giving him oh, more airtime than he deserves. I'm glad you're determining what. But no, no, I'm not. The, I'm asking you. I'm so, asking so, you. So, so, I'm, so I'm telling you. Before okay, you, go ahead. Before you fly off the handle. No, I'm not I'm, flying off the okay. handle. I just think you're giving him more airtime okay. than he I, needs to get. Go ahead. I, I'm glad sure. you can determine how much airtime he should not, be, shouldn't be getting. But let me finish what I'm saying. Sure, go ahead. So what sure. I'm saying to you is what, what, what kindled interest is we had father of the bride on the air tonight. So Yeah, I heard him. Okay, and I think Aliyah is going to tell you right now he's looking to get to Israel, and he made the news this week. Yeshiva World picked it up, other places picked it up. He has started a GoFundMe page yeah, to help, yeah, to help yeah. people get him to Israel. Right, Aaliyah, yeah. you're looking to help people to help you get to Israel. Yeah. Yes, I want to go to Israel, and I want to convert, and I want to live a Jewish life, and that's it. I don't, I don't, I don't deserve to be. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sir. Whoever, whoever is with you on the phone call, I respect your frustration and where it's coming from. But to come out on, on air and say that I need to shut up, no, I should not shut up. I think you do, pal. Sorry, I think but you, I... You've talked enough. Your problems, you, you keep making your problems more confounding for yourself. And uh, coming on the air and letting the whole world know your problems, and now more people know your situation, because you want to get money, so you're going on the computer to raise money for yourself to get the hell out of here. So, I mean, you know, it's a joke. I mean, come on. We, this is all the time people are raising, trying to make money. I think, I think, I think, I think, I think, I've been, I've been trying to get jobs ever since I got here. Number one. Number two, there's yeah. a, there's a better, yeah. more respectful way to speak on the air. There's, 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 there's a anyway. better way to speak to people. Well, but Stan Stanley have a chip on your shoulder tonight, but okay. No, I don't have a chip. I mean, this hey, look, you're doing good with the story. You're doing good with the story. You've been letting it run for the last three weeks. So it's doing good. I'm not arguing that. That's your business. It's an interesting story, but anyway. But it's played out already with this yo-yo. Thank you. I appreciate your opinion. Thank you. Let's move on to Jeff in Brooklyn. Go ahead, Jeff in Brooklyn. Um. Me? Yes, you're on there. Go ahead, Jeff. Actually, Manhattan. Manhattan. Jeff from Manhattan, yes. This guy seems... Very intelligent, obviously, but I'm a New Yorker and I'm skeptical. And here's why: a few points. Number one, he started out by saying that he went to a reform synagogue in Houston and got turned down. He knows halakhically probably a lot more than I do, and I'm very proudly Jewish, and probably a lot more than a lot of Jews. I'm sure that if he really wanted to convert to Judaism, I'm not saying he didn't. The first thing he would do is how to convert to Judaism. How does Judaism treat converts? And he would have known, as even I know, that you're supposed to, I think, get rejected three times. Not because we don't want you. We want him. I hope he can convert. But because it's hard to be a Jew. And there's a lot of anti-Semitism. And there's a lot of obligations. And we want to make sure you're really serious. So for him to know all he knows and yet say, well, he didn't know that if a reform kind of rabbi rejected him, that an Orthodox or a bad rabbi would also reject him. I can't accept. I, I can't believe that. Maybe he's telling the truth, but it seems unbelievable to me. Because it's kind of basic that he would know that Judaism tries to turn down convict, uh, converts. And even if one reform synagogue or rabbi rejected him, certainly Chabad and other you know, Jews and Orthodox Jews would be consistent. Two, he's being very apologetic and very defensive at the same time. He's saying, oh, well, I was wrong and stuff. But anyone that criticizes him, he's got an answer for. Three, I'm reminded of the famous story about King Solomon and the baby where there were two women claiming they owned the baby. And King Solomon finally said, I'll tell you what I'll do, I'll split it in half. And one of the women said, no, 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 let her take it. 
And King Solomon said, yeah, I know you're the real mother because you don't want him to die, the, that baby to die. Well, he keeps talking about how much um, he loves this woman and, uh, you know, and stuff. And I don't often agree with Stan, or I don't usually agree with Stan, but he's right and let it go. If he really loves the woman, it's bad for her for whatever reason, and it's bad for her family. Let it go and stop talking about it. And also, I'll bring out the story in Casablanca where, for anyone who doesn't know, Humphrey Bogart, and I think it's her name is Ingrid Bergman, had an affair in, in, in Paris before the Nazis came there, and they were separated. And then subsequent to that, she married a guy that was a big, very active in fighting the Nazis. And they came to Morocco where, where um, he, Humphrey Bogart had the bar and was able to get them out. And she thought that he was going to um, take her away from her husband. But basically, Humphrey Bogart said, no, no, you go with your husband. This is more important than, than us. This is for a cause. You know, the wording is much better than what I said. If this guy really loves the woman, let her go. Except that for whatever reason it didn't work work out, let her live let, her let, life. Let and, respond to you, could we have, I, and I got one more, one more thing after 30 that. Thirty seconds, yeah. Go ahead, uh, Leah. Oh, oh go ahead. Go ahead. And, and like someone someone touched on this on your email. First of all, he's confusing apples and oranges with the Syrian Jewish community and Jews as a whole. I I'm not Syrian, obviously Syrian Jewish, but I admire and respect them, and I don't like seeing them criticized. Number one and number two, they have their reasons to survive. That they, they do what they do. But he's going to he's being in a position where he could use this to speak about Judaism in general when it's really about the Syrian Jewish community, in, you know, in particular. Number two, I saw the article that probably a lot of people did last week in the Post. He's getting a lot of publicity here. And I also read in the article that the wedding had people coming in limos, people coming in helicopters. So it was obviously a pretty affluent family he married into. And now he wants to go to Israel and he wants to go fund me page. Hey, he could work like like other people said. He could do charity. He could he could contact a charity organization and 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 pledge to do charity work. And likewise, this guy's really good at getting publicity. I want to see him pledge right now that if he makes any money from his story, he will give every cent of it that is necessary to repay the family that had that expensive wedding before he takes any of it for himself. Where's an interesting again, point, Chip? I'm gonna let him respond to you. Uh, Ali, uh, Ali, have you made money from this story? Yes, I've. Uh, it's not. It's. It's. I'm not making money from the story. I'm not trying to get publicity. I'm only trying. Again, I want to work. If I could work, I'd work. And if we I, do I, a I great job of getting. Money, now, really are. I, I heard your question. Please let yeah, me yeah. answer. Let him um, answer. Okay, I'll let you answer. Uh, 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 he, he, he heard your question. Interested to tell me of other people waiting. So let let him respond to you. What, I'm sorry, what was the first thing he asked about? What was the first thing, the first point? It was that, are you willing to pledge right now, right here, that any money you... No, make, no, no, one second, before that, before that, sir. Oh, sir, oh sir. about, the first about thing that. You, is, you sound like a very bright guy, and that one of the most basic things you would know when yes. you study Judaism is how okay. Judaism... So let me tell you, my, my knowledge... But they rejected sir, three times. Right? My, my knowledge, my, my knowledge, my knowledge on halacha today is way from my knowledge on halacha six years ago, okay? When I came in, America first came in. I didn't know that reform conversions are not are not validated by. I did. I didn't know that. I had no knowledge on that. Number one. Number two. At the, I understand. By That's the time I got to, by the point, by the point, by the point, by the point I got, by the point I got the Chabad, I also didn't know. 
I also, I also, I also didn't know that you know it was so easy for people to just go, you know, uncover. Unco- I know I, I now I know I have to be rejected three times. But for someone who's coming from a foreign country with barely any knowledge on the day-to-day interactions in the Jewish community, not just the halacha itself. But you right? studied it. You studied so, it. You know a lot. This is so. Basic. I studied. Sir, I, I, I understand. I, I studied. I, I studied. I studied gradually. My knowledge on Torah and halacha grew up day after day. And by the time I by the time I figured out things, by the time I figured out this specific point that I have to be th- rejected three times, it was too late. I again. Well, well, I know well, you're going to say if I want to go quickly. If I, I I'm going to say this quickly. If I want to go to another country, right? Let's say I want to go to France and I want to see the sites in Paris. I'll get a guidebook and I'll find out where to go and what to do. But before I get that guidebook, I'll find out the visa requirements for me to get in the country as a tourist. So it's, it's all well and good that you studied about Judaism, but it's common sense, especially someone as bright as you sound to me to be, that the first thing you would do is how do you convert to Judaism? How does Judaism I understand. Um, I understand. But and, for and, someone and, who's 17 years old, sir, I, I was 17 years old. I had just graduated high school. That process of thinking, that perception of how I'm very bright 17-year-old. That's not an excuse. That's an I was a bright, I was a bright person in school in, in math, in math and, 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 other, in, and in philosophy. And one other thing I'm going to say really quickly. I'm going to say this really quickly. You keep, say, you keep saying you hate Muslims. Jews don't hate Muslims. So don't make us look like we hate Muslims. I heard the father on the radio. I'm not making, I'm not making, I'm not, I'm not making, I'm not making you look like anything. If you go back and you hear, I, I, I would suggest that you go back and hear. Uh, the interview again. I, I never it, said I hate Muslims. I, I said I hate Islam. I hate the I hate the religion itself. I, I resent it. I don't like Islam, it. But we don't. We don't. We don't. We don't hate Islam. We hate terrorists, but we don't hate Islam. Fine. 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 You, don't, you don't. I'm speaking about myself. I'm speaking about myself. That opinion entails me. That doesn't entail you, and that doesn't entail anyway, that's Jeff, the entirety Jeff, of the Jeff, Jewish Jeff, community. Jeff, we're going to have to break, but thank you for your phone call. Uh, we're looking at a very interesting story. And that's the story of our guest. He's originally from Lebanon, Aliyah Hawila. He married a Jew, married a young Jewish lady, exposed, and now he's looking to get to Israel to continue converting to Judaism. One of the most important Jewish institutions in the world today is Talkline with Zeb Brana. He is so smart, and he is so innovative, and he has so many interesting guests. I don't know what Yiddishkeit, I don't know what, New York, I don't know what the world would do without Zev. So Zev, Yashikoch, may you go from strength to strength and keep keep informing us and educating us and keep fighting for Jewish values. You're listening to Talk Line with Zev Brenner, America's premier Jewish broadcast on the air since 1981. And now, here's your host. You're listening to Talk Line with Zev Brenner. America's premier Jewish broadcast on the air since 1981. And now, here's your host. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back to the program. Our Brenner, our final stretch. And uh, we're looking at, we're speaking to Aliyah Hawila. He's originally from Lebanon, married a young Jewish bride from Brooklyn, found that he wasn't Jewish. He's now trying to get to Israel to convert. How is that coming along? When are you going to Israel exactly? Um, I don't know. Honestly, there's a, right now there's a travel ban that extends until December 22nd because of the new COVID variant. Um, I'm working on the visa. I have someone who has connections to the Israeli embassy who's helping me get a visa. Uh, an A5 visa, as I said, it's 
it allows me to get a job in Israel for a year while. If you're not working now, um, how do you plan to finance going to Israel? Uh, again, it's through it's through the GoFundMe page, and people are criticizing and saying, "Go get a job and then go to Israel." Again, I I, I don't need anybody to determine to me the the timeline at, at which I decide to go to Israel and to convert. And going to Israel and converting in Israel takes 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 some money. It takes and the 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 amount of money I'm asking for on GoFundMe page to just I'm trying to collect is ten thousand dollars, and that is supposed to entail you know yeshiva tuition. It's supposed to entail you know eating for a year. And I mean the shekel is is not as strong as the dollar, so three shekels is one. So about thirty thousand shekels. Um, it's supposed it's supposed to cover a lot of things, transportation and things like that. So how am I supposed to within within one month get a job, collect ten thousand dollars from a job? And then go to Israel. It's 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 an it's an emer it's an emergency fund. I would call it more of an emergency fund. And again, I'm not taking anything you know for myself personally to go pay college. I, again, I'm out of college. I left college already. I'm only I'm only using this money to pay for yeshiva tuition, basic basic food that I can just keep myself alive with in Israel and survive for a year. And Bezrat Hashem, when I get to Israel, I'll find a job. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. I already spoke to a rabbi, and uh, one of the mayor, the mayor of one of the municipalities next to Netanya, and they're helping me. They're helping me to go there. And Bezrat uh, Hashem. Have you, have you raised any? Have you raised any money so far? I raised about two thousand five hundred dollars, which is quarter the amount. You know, this covers the airplane ticket. Um, um, you know, I need a, I need a plane ticket to Israel, and those are expensive. Uh, it's about a thousand dollars. How did people and, find you? How did they people know about your fund? You had, where you publicize it? <laughs> so I started just basically sending it out to friends. A lot of people reached out to me when they heard about it on Bechadre Haredim, which is an Israeli newspaper. Uh, it's a it's it's a from Israeli newspaper, and um, through the journalist who made the segment about me on Khan Eleven, Roy Kais, he he sent it out to people. He shared it with Jewish groups, you know, like that. The, the, the basic spread out, the, you know, things you do to spread out a GoFundMe page. But I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to reach more people because, you know, I mean, I like, I need this money to become Jewish. I'm not, I don't, I again, I could get a job and settle here in America, but that will take for me to collect money to go to is from a job to go to Israel. That's going to take a lot of time, and I. I want to do. I want to start my conversion right away. I don't want to wait one more, waste one more second, just sitting down and not working towards becoming becoming Jewish, and wrapping on to fill in again and putting on my talit and going to shul. I want to convert as soon as I can because I I can't bear living like that anymore. How do people find you? How do people find you? GoFundMe. They just look up your name on the GoFundMe. How does it work? I'm not familiar with it, the whole system. So, as I said, Bechadret Haredim posted an article about it, and I contacted a lot of the journalists. I contacted back a lot of the journalists who reached out to me after our last interview. Um, yeah, they spread it out. So, Bechadret Haredim and uh, Mako, uh, Mako, Mako I think that was that was the your the, the the link for link for the newspaper or or magazine. They also also posted an article about it. And Roy Kais himself shared it on his, his Twitter. So it's it's getting out. It's getting out. Okay. Let's go to Judy in Brooklyn. Thank you for waiting. Your question for our guests. Go ahead, Judy. Hi. Um, 
Bev, I just want to say, I think I read about this in the AMI magazine. Am I correct? Were you in the Okay, so I kind of had a lady then lady um, analyze him and analyze how he speaks, whatever. I can tell you right now, what upsets me, what hurts me so much is this guy lied to this woman, a Jewish young girl, and he lied to her and he ruined her, okay? And I have to just say, I definitely agree with Stan from Forest Hills. I'm sorry to say. You're a child he, he, No, listen, Zev. There's something wrong with this one. There's something wrong with him. For him, I don't care what you want to convert. That's you know. Come on, please, please, come on. I want to tell you something. It just bothers me that he ruined a young girl or a young Jewish girl. He, de- and he doesn't he want to give it up. He definitely he hurt the young girl. He hurt her family. Her family. He doesn't want any, and he doesn't want to give it up. It's like, what do you mean? He still, he thinks he's still married to her. I, is he kidding me? Unbelievable. I, I agree with Stan. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Zeb. You know. Okay. No, like I said, you know, this program is an expression of ideas. He did a wrong to the young, and he did a wrong to the family, not not just to the young lady, to the parents, to the brothers, to the siblings. It was to the whole family. But, he, but look what he did to this girl. Look at this innocent girl. How could he do that? How could he lie to her and do what he? So let me let me let, let me passion to Aaliyah. When you were going out and you were telling her these lies. Were you concerned about that eventually be exposed and you'd be hurting her, hurting her and her family? Did it ever occur to you when you were during your courtship? I was scared. Yes, I was scared of this coming out, and I was scared that this was going to hurt her. But at the same time, as I said, I was afraid of losing her. I was always afraid of losing her. And she's and this woman and I don't know who Stan is, but they came out and said there's something wrong with me. Um, again, there's something wrong with what I did. What I did is very wrong, and I really hurt her. I hurt the person I care about the most, and I don't blame your opinion. It's it's a very valid opinion. And I know I lied to my wife, and people lie, and my, my lie got out of hand, but I never meant any harm to her. I really never meant any harm. I, but you harmed I would her. do any... But you but, did. Miss, uh, you did. I, I, I did. I did. I did. I did. I agree with you. I did. And let me tell you something. Just, just, just walk away. Stan is right. You're making it worse. Walk away. You know, do it the right way and walk away. Okay. Do it. The, leave this girl alone. Stop it. Stop it. Because you if know this what? Girl I feel like you're yourself and thinking about yourself, not about her. It's all about you. I'm not thinking, it seems to I'm not thinking about, about you. It, it's, it's not about me. If this girl comes to me right now and tells me to walk away from her, I will walk away from her in a second, even though it's going to burn me out and hurt me for the rest of my life. If she comes to me and tells me that. No, no, it won't. No, it won't. No, it won't. You're going to do things the right way with proper Orthodox rabbis. Do it the right way, and God will take care. Okay? You stop being God. God will, stop controlling I'm not being okay. God. I'm not being God. And and people people around well, people around her God. need to need to people people around her need to stop playing gods and determining her feelings for her. Again, if she tells me right now that she no, doesn't no, want to see you, my face. Excuse, excuse me, you you ruined this girl. You ruined this girl. Okay? And I'm I'm very upset. I'm very upset. I'm very it's like I caused her damage. I, I I don't disagree with you. I I agree. I, I, I agree with you. I I listen. I, I agree with you listen that I caused damage. No, no, I, Hold on. Okay, you're Judy. Thirty seconds. Go ahead, Judy. This this girl is me. This girl is my children. This girl. It doesn't make a difference. You stop it. You hurt her. You hurt me. You hurt all of us. 
and you have to stop it because you, you it, it it seems to be all about you. I'm sorry. I'm it's sorry. not all Do about it the right me. way. Leave the girl. It's okay. not about me. That's your you opinion, but I'm telling you, it's not about me. It's not about me. It's. It's not about me. It's not about me. And I, and I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you need to stop. You and the people assuming her feelings for her need to stop. Need to stop. You guys need to stop playing God. You guys need to stop assuming what she wants. Do you have, do you have any idea? Do you, you think she, if, if you think she hates me, go prove it. Prove it that she hates me. Prove it, prove it, prove it that she's destroyed. I caused her a lot of damage and I regret it and I regret it. And I, I, the guilt will eat me for the rest of my life. That I hurt the person yeah, right. I love the most, but you guys need to stop. Yeah. No, you know what? You have to stop. You got to back off. Stop. Do it the right way. Let me see you do. I'm doing it the right, right way, way. ma'am, ma'am. I'm doing it the right way. I'm going to convert, not leave it on Hashem. I'm not going to force anything on her or anybody else. But just, just like that, no, this, one, no, yes, and no one. I'm, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I'm, I'm getting out of America. How far could I go? Could I, could I go? Could I go to the Mars to another planet? I'll go. I'm leaving. No, 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 no. You don't understand. I didn't say. I didn't say you should leave. I said leave this girl alone. Just leave her alone. Stop it. Enough. You did enough damage. I, I haven't, right I haven't spoken to her. I haven't. Listen, listen. I am doing my conversion. And again, if this girl, if if my wife, if the girl I love comes to me and tells me that she doesn't want me anymore, I will leave. And and even though it's going to burn me and hurt me for the rest of my life. Anyway, Judy, thank you for a very valid, and I appreciate you, know, you Zeb, calling Zeb, in. Zeb, yes. Zeb, Zeb, let me ask a question. How old is this girl right now? How old is she? Ooh, 20, how old is she? 20-something, 21, 22? Oh, my God, no. Aaliyah, how old is she? You're, you're 23. How no. old are you? How old I'm, is I'm she? Not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not, again, I, I, the, she's, she's a very private girl, and I'm not going to share her age with anybody. I'm sorry. I'm not going to answer this question. Not, this is, this is, this is very private information, and it's not about me. It's about, it's not just about me, and I'm not going to share her age because That's I know sharing true. private, very private information bothers her. Anyways, so Leah is 23 years old. Judy, I'm running yeah, out of time. Yes, yeah. And all of, all of a sudden, it became a private thing. He's so public. He's so public with everything. Are you? Kidding? I am. I, 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 I told you, know you how old. Ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. I am not the one. I am not the one who came out and gave these news and these pictures to Yeshiva World and said, "Blow it out and call this guy a terrorist and make make a whole fuss out of it." This could have been resolved. But but when people came out and called me names and called me a terrorist, I'm sorry, but I had to come out and say what I did is terrible. But I'm not a terrorist. I'm, I have I have no bad intentions. I made a big mistake, but I have the right to defend terrorist. myself. Not to not to defend my mistake. Not to defend my mistake again. I did no. an off and, you know, and I hurt her. Judy, Judy, and I hurt her. Ten seconds. We're out of time. Ten okay, seconds, Judy. Listen, Zev, Zev is Zev. Uh, Zev is a rabbi. He has smicha. I think that Zev can help you, and and he will guide you in the right direction with an Orthodox rabbi and do it right. But leave this girl alone. Well, he's going to go to Israel. Listen, you have call. to separate between the girl and my conversion. Here, here is an email that I want to read that I think is very appropriate for you. Uh, the listener writes, why won't your guests instead first enlist in the Israeli Defense Force? I'm sure they can use him in the security division. He needs to prove himself first saying sorry on the air is not enough. And the IDF also has a conversion program. I don't know if you're aware of that, where they actually, that's what, has, that's what our listener writes, and I know about it, called Nativ. We did a program about that. Did you ever consider that? I haven't heard of the program. I mean, if I could, if I could convert oh, through it, if it's yeah. appro- if, if here's the thing, if it's approved by the Rebbeinut, I'm down for it. If it's approved by the Rebbeinut, but I, again, I do already have. 
So I would do it. I would serve in the IDF. It's my honor. It's my pleasure to serve in the IDF. If I could do it okay, tomorrow, I'm, if I have I'm, my visa right now, I would fly to Israel it's tomorrow. Called and it's, called, it's called N-A-T-I-V, Nativ. And uh, okay. I believe it's run by the Jewish agency, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Of course. If uh, you can send me information about it later, I would appreciate it. I will get you information if any of our listeners have information about Nativ. If not, I will look it up. I did a program a number of years ago. I believe it's done through the Jewish agency um, in Israel. Okay, let me try to squeeze in one last email question. And this listener wants to know from Brooklyn, uh, did you did you try to have children when you were married with her? Or would that have changed your position? I wanted to have children. Again, I wanted, people assume this guy, I enter, I entered this relationship intending uh, to cause harm. I was trying to start a family. I was trying to live a Jewish life. Yes, I wanted to have kids. Unfortunately, you know, we didn't get the chance. Uh, you know, I mean, I mean, People are going to say he's saying, unfortunately, so they're going to squeeze it out and just interpret conclusions. I wanted to have kids with her. And I still I still want to have kids with her if Hashem wants us to be together. I want to build a family. But And you are you planning to go to Israel as soon as possible? Is that where as you're soon as possible? And, that, and that's and that's why I, that's why I started the GoFundMe page, because I don't want to wait a single second without starting a halacha conversion. I, I can't wait. I want to convert and do things the right way. Just like this woman t- just told you, and as as I as I said, she needs to separate between me doing the right way for my conversion and me still wanting to wanting wanting to be with her. It's not her choice. It's not the choice of anybody around my wife to tell her to not to be with me or to not be with me. It's her choice. She's a human being, and she can decide for herself if she wants to forgive me or not. It's not the choice of anybody else. Period. We have a moment left. Do you have anything you'd like to communicate to? the family to the father to the brothers the siblings because obviously they're also yes. were hurt by the whole thing so yes what do you have to i want i want i want i want I, I, apologies are not going to do it because words words are just words but if i could do anything right now to just relieve them from the that i caused i would do it i want to apologize to her father to her mother to her to her three brothers and to her to her younger sister to all her family and to her specifically Again, I did an awful mistake. I'm not. I'm not a victim from my. I'm not a victim for my mistake. I'm not. I did an awful mistake, and I should do everything I can to correct it the right way. But while I do it, people need to. People. People need. People need to stop putting pressure on me. And I don't know if people are putting pressure on her, but just if they're asking me to leave her alone. They should leave. Leave her alone and leave me alone, and let us. Let us decide for ourselves. Yes, I'm seeking. I'm seeking help. I'm seeking help to convert and. No, Bizrat Hashem, I want to do things the right way. And if I if I know that this family right now wants me to do wants me to do anything to just pay them back for the pain that I caused, I would do it. So please forgive me, Mister 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 Credit and Mrs. Credit and all the Credits. Please forgive me for for what I did. I know it's going to be hard for you, but, but try to see me as a human being. Try to see me as the person who loved your who who gave his whole life to her, who who still wants to give his whole life to her. Uh, we're out of time, so I, I thank you for being here with on the program. I hope that you go to Israel. You're successful in converting. I hope, uh, listen, we wish well for the family. They went through quite a bit, and, and we spent a couple hours today discussing it, and we hope that uh, they also are made whole and complete, that they're going through a trying, a very trying ordeal. Nobody wants to be in their shoes. But uh, 
Aaliyah, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. Thank you. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks for listening. For continuous Jewish programs, hawklinenetwork.com or our 24-hour-a-day listen line at 641-741-0389. For past shows, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, YouTube, Instagram, and all major podcast platforms or jewishpodcast.org. Thanks for listening to the talklinenetwork.com. Talkline Network Radio, America's longest-running Jewish broadcast network, the voice of the Jewish community.